Miracy. I was still quite lost, even like 15 years into the game, because I didn't have coaches that helped me to answer some questions. I was just thinking of, I help people to feel better and they come to my meditation class and, you know, I see them blossoming, I see them growing. And I wasn't thinking bigger or beyond my meditation class as a way to support them. Imagine yourself a year or two from now in your coaching business. What's changed? What are you celebrating? What are you disappointed about? Are you ahead of your goals? Are you behind? Are you stalled out or stuck? There's a question you can ask yourself. Are you ready to play a bigger game? If not, why not? I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we are proud to have helped more than 70,000 coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. Perhaps like many people, you're running from one to-do item to another, confusing activity with productivity. You want to accomplish more, but something is holding you back and you don't know what that is. You have moments of clarity and advancement, but then struggle to stay in that place of forward momentum. Well, today I've invited Mahima to the show to talk about how you can play a bigger game in your coaching business. Mahima is the founder of the Mahima Mindset and considered Europe's number one self-mastery mentor and mindset trainer. She's an award-winning speaker. She wrote the book, A Rebel's Guide to Inner Peace, Live the Moment. Welcome, Mahima. So wonderful to be here, Melinda. Thank you for having me on your amazing platform. And I can't wait to deep dive in our conversation today. Well, I am excited about this conversation. And before we do that, would you mind sharing just a little bit of your background with our listeners and why you started the Mahima Mindset? I started the Mahima Mindset because of spending many years working on myself, working on my inner state of mind so that I could create the life that I wanted to create, the relationships, the finances, the lifestyle, and I knew that there were many people like me struggling to find a deeper meaning of why are we all here? What's really going on? What's, what's the purpose? What's my purpose? What's my mission? What's my bigger vision? And as I traveled around the world, meditating and just being essentially in the first years of my personal growth, people would always ask, how do you look so happy all the time? What, what, what is your secret? So I just noticed that People always wanted to know what I was doing to stay so vibrant. And then it became clear that I want to share what I've learned from my teachers. And that's how my brand became the Mahima Mindset. So it went through several iterations. The first one was Mahima's World. And then I had also Love Silence. And then about seven years ago, I met my coaches and uh, it became the Mahima Mindset. So yeah, that's the short version of the story. (laughs) Now I want to dive into what you just said there for a second before we really get into uh, this conversation, because the, you know, today's topic is about playing a bigger game. 
Mm-hmm. And what I just noticed about what you said is, well, right now it's the brand is Mahima mindset and the framework, the methodology is that. But you had several iterations. In each of those, did you like take yourself back to that moment when you started with that first iteration, that first mm-hmm. version? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like in that moment, like you're like, okay, I feel good about putting this out there? Or did it feel like you were not playing a big enough game at that time? No, it felt more like I felt that was the biggest game I could play. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even have a concept of a bigger game at that point. <laughs> nice. If I think about me when I started Mahima'sWorld.com, right? I, I just I just wanted to, you know, show people this amazing world that I felt I was living in, being able to follow my passion, do what I love, and and just kind of create this amazing life, considering where I came from. I had to leave school at the age of, um, I was just turning 17, because, you know, my stepfather was sexually abusing me, and I needed to get out of the house. That was it for me with school. So I started working in a modeling agency, so that was one of my first jobs. And, um, you know, so I have what one would say, not the high education. I was brought up in apartheid in Zimbabwe. So taking all of these elements together, there really is no reason that I should see like the amazing success that I've had, being able to create an international company and travel all over the world, supporting people to um, have breakthroughs, insights and create epic lives that they love living. I know we work with a lot of newer coaches that are just saying, I want to do this. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make a difference. They're starting out in their business or starting out on their journey. And they fall into this place often of they'll compare where they are in their journey with other people's successes that are farther along in the journey. Mm -hmm. And they get into this not enoughness kind of experience. And so it's really helpful to hear that I love that phrase that you said, I was playing the biggest game that I knew at the time. And then I imagine as you evolved in your own internal experience with your own journey, then you knew, oh, here's the next iteration. And you were able, it's like a spy, that upward spiral that yes. you could move into that next greatest version of yourself. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. And even when I was playing what I thought was the biggest game I'd ever played, That idea got shattered to bits when I met one of my coaches, Lisa Nichols. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I knew at that moment that the game I was playing was ridiculously tiny compared to what I was witnessing in front of me, what Lisa was getting up to. And that really just blew my mind open and made me think, I know I have more potential inside of me. And I need a coach like Lisa to help me get there. So I really believe in getting coaches and other people to help you instead of trying on your own and stabbing in the dark, not knowing what to do or how to do it, when to do it, how much to do it, right? Um, So I think it's, it's very important to not compare yourself, but get people that are further along the journey to give you their greatest hacks so that you can move forward faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use them as a source of inspiration mm-hmm. rather than that comparison Absolutely. so that they can be the way showers or the messengers for yes. you on your journey and, and not getting into that comparison, what she has, what I don't have, 
she's better. I'm not like that whole, that's just yeah, not that's, a, that's messy. That's yeah. messy because, you know, first of all, the truth is people are further than us on their journeys, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's people that have been in the business for 20 years. It's not going to be the same as someone who's been in the business for two years, right? Or someone who's been in the business for two months. So I think there's also a sort of humility that needs to be there of just being okay with where you are on your journey, right? And I do tend to see in younger coaches an impatience to mm-hmm. get to the idea of I'm living my best life and I'm earning money with my coaching. And it's a process in time mm-hmm. and it will need your dedication and love. Exactly. And the first step is mastery of the actual craft of coaching. And that's about getting as much experience as you can, just simply coaching as much as you can and getting clear about what is it that you really bring to the table? What's the topic? What's the direction? I was still quite lost even like 15 years into the game because I didn't have coaches that helped me to answer some questions. I was just thinking of, I help people to feel better and they come to my meditation class and, you know, I see them blossoming. I see them going. And I wasn't thinking bigger or beyond my meditation class as a way to support them. And I did that for many years. I was financially not making the money so I could be independent. I was dependent on my husband financially simply because I didn't know the how to create a coaching practice because there is the coaching itself and I was mastering that. But then there is the coaching practice, how to build a coaching practice. And, uh, and that I really had no clue about. And I was really stepping in the dark. So I think for anybody who is thinking of going down that pathway, it's very important to remember you need to develop both of these skills. One is the actual becoming a badass coach or um, mm-hmm. a world-class coach. And the second is building a business. And you have to love these two things equally or else it's going to be very challenging. Well, you are preaching to the choir with that because so many coaches, they're so great at what they do. It's natural, inherent, but they've never had a business. Yes. And they forget that, oh, just like I mastered the skills of my craft, I also have to learn and understand what it means to have a business, to build a Mm -hmm. business, to manage a business and run it. And what does that look like? And I love what you said. You have to love these two things equally because it takes both parts for that success to happen. Yes. Now, earlier you were talking about when you were going through your different iterations, you said that you often see younger coaches have an impatience about Mm. their journey. Mm-hmm. If they if they didn't have an impatience, if you could line up all those coaches that you see and observe having that impatience and you could tell them what to have or experience or express instead, what would it be? Instead of impatience, it would be what? It would be enjoy the journey. It's not about the destination. It's more about who you are right now and your ability to enjoy and appreciate each step you're taking, just knowing the direction you want to go, that's important to be clear, that's what I want to create. But it's how you go about creating that. The pleasure, the peace, the trust, the feeling of expansion, um, and just being willing to be in radical action outside of your comfort zone. Even right now, 
at the level that I am now, I still need to go outside of my comfort zone if I want to reach my next level. There's the tendency to be doing a lot, but not the stuff that's actually going to move the needle forward on Mm -hmm. growing your business. So I think we all know that, right? Keeping ourselves busy with stuff that doesn't actually grow the business, but we're very busy. We're busy from morning till night and sort of like getting that clarity on know what's the results I'm trying to create this year. How do I focus on that? And what are the action steps to actually just create that specific result? As long as you're in daily action for what you say you want, it's all good, right? And it's going to take the amount of time it takes to get to the destination because there's the unknown mystery called life in between. So we might have our plans like I want to do this or that in the next three, four, five years, right? Um, And the truth is you can give it a go but it might take longer. It might go faster, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just about really understanding. You only can control what you can control, what's in your hands. And the rest is a flow. You have to accept the flow. Everyone has their path. Everyone has their way to go about this. And you just need to be more into the journey and enjoy the journey. Now, in the beginning, we were talking about the Mahima mindset. Can you tell us what that is? The Mahima mindset is a way of experiencing yourself and the world around you. It's a shift of perspective from victim mindset to I take full responsibility for my thoughts, feelings, and my actions. When we're fighting with our own demons and our own negativity and our own self-loathing and that voice in the head that's telling us we're not enough, we're never going to make it, it's never going to be good enough. It's very difficult to show up as a powerful leader, right? So for me, the Mahima mindset is simply working on yourself, working on becoming the best version of yourself for yourself so that you can live a more peaceful, magical life where you can have more fun and take yourself less seriously and feel more connected to your confidence and power. And then from there, you could support others from that place of connectedness. Beautiful. I'm thinking about the coaches. We work with a lot of coaches here at Coaches Console that are a lot of entrepreneurs, not just coaches, that are newer in their journey. They're just starting to put themselves out there. They are stepping way out of their comfort zone, living outside of their comfort zone. And when they do that, often I will see overwhelm, procrastination, perfectionism start showing up. Yeah. I love to say clarity is prosperity. And so overwhelm for me means there's confusion. Yes. Confusion about what to do, what you should be doing, when you should be doing it. It's confusion about the what. What is the actual goal that I'm trying to create this month? So as a new coach, you need to be doing certain things. One of the things could be networking, networking to get new clients, to tell people about what you're doing, right? To look for potential customers. That could be one bucket. The bucket could be sales conversations and knowing how to have the conversation, which is a sales call. So you need to get very structured in how you operate. But the structure comes from understanding the result you're trying to create. So instead of looking at the the whole thing as I'm trying to grow my expert business and it's just this big thing that feels like 
a, a high mountain, you know, like Mount Everest, right? Mm-hmm. You really just need to look at the very next step. I'll have a student who will say, right now for you, in where you are at this point, just mastering coaching is what you need to focus on. Just mastering the craft of coaching, right? Building up your confidence and just focus on that step. Because when you get that confidence of that you know you add value, boom, you're already somewhere else. Now, let's say that's sorted. You know you can really coach. You know who you want to coach. You know what you want to coach, okay? Now it's, I need to bring in new clients. You need a system. You need a system. And it can't just be, I'll just wake up and surf the internet and, you know, answer some message. That's not going to help you. You need a specific way of something you're going to do. So it's basically strategy. You need strategy to build a coaching practice. It's a numbers game and you need to be playing the numbers. If you're networking, you have to be like, I'm going to connect to 100 people today on social media. Out of those 100 people, I'm going to get like 20 of those people are going to respond and say hi. And out of 20 that responded, I'm going to be able to talk deeper to 10. And and then out of the, you got to play the numbers game. I love that. Now you were just talking about goals. I want to hear your perspective on this. Because for me, when I was early in my business, and I see this with a lot of other coaches as well, they set goals like I want to get a certain number of clients. Mm -hmm. or I want to make a certain amount of money. I need a certain amount each month, or I want to make this much each year or whatever that is. Their goals are about the revenue or the quantity of people in their programs or signing up for their packages or whatever they're offering. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I would, and this feels very weird as a coach, but when I would focus on revenue goals or number goals like that in a campaign or a launch or a promotion that we're doing, whatever it is, it would squelch my bigger game and it would derail me focusing on those. And it wasn't until I realized that those are really more outcomes. The goals that I have are creating a great experience for my potential clients, providing extreme value knowing that I want to create a great experience for my team, identifying the three big, I call them my three big rocks for any promotion or campaign so that I can do that extraordinarily well and have fun along the way. When I focused on those as my goals, Mm -hmm. I felt this expansion and could play a bigger game, could show up bigger for the people that were participating in our events or webinars or workshops or whatever. And then the byproduct was revenue and signups. But mm. when I would focus on the revenue or signups, it would squish me. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, for many years, I was just focused on not the finances at all. Focused on just, as you said, giving a great experience, hacking people's systems, having a lot of fun with people. And, um, and I did that for literally like 15 years and found myself. Um, what I said before, not financially where I needed to be. People, you know, being in my workshop saying, if I was offering like a one day workshop for 150, they'd be like, oh my God, that's too expensive, right? Like, I was like, it's a whole day of training. <laughs> and I was like, something must be, something's not right with what I'm doing here. For many, many years, I was not at all I'm focused on the financial aspect of what I was doing. I had no idea how to sell my services. I just thought perform a great job equals 
people rushing and saying, we have to come to the one day event, right? <laughs> but it wasn't happening. I think people need to understand that there is a science towards engaging people into being able to understand why is this good? You want someone to come on a three-month journey with you? It can't just be like, oh, look, look at this one day. It's been amazing. The three-month is going to be even more amazing. Like, sorry, I'm not going to sign up because you know, you're saying it's going to be amazing. You need to be talking to me about why this is a match for me personally. What am I going to get out of this? What are the results I'm going to get? So I felt like I personally needed to learn how to package up my services and know how to present them um, in a powerful way. And I also needed to get over my limiting money mindset around my services. I had some big, big blocks there. So my coach was like, listen, what you're doing is worth much more, but you're not selling it for more because of your issues. And it's true. I, I, I bulked when he was like, you, you need to be selling a program for like 3,500. And I was like, I almost collapsed when at the idea <laughs> of saying 3,500 to anybody, right? I really needed coaching to, to guide me through the process of how I put together something that someone would say yes to that package. And of course, people did say yes. And I was shocked beyond whatever you can imagine when I sold my first phone, which I would have never done by myself if I hadn't got a coach who said, what you're doing is literally mad and it's going to take you forever before you're even able to create a decent life for yourself. And you've been in this business for 15 years, right? And I was earning at that point, um, I I was lucky if I would manage to make two or 3,000 a month with um, my business. So yeah, loads of mindset shifts are going to need to take place, limiting beliefs, value beliefs, to be able to really stand strong and create something powerful for yourself and for the people you're serving, right? Because there's no point in offering something to people at a price point while you're suffering on that financial level and struggling yourself. So you need to be able to create a business that is sustainable for yourself energetically, emotionally, spiritually, and also that can serve you to be able to focus on serving your clients and feel empowered and feel amazing when you're working with your clients. Speaking of what you're talking about right now, you know, playing a bigger game in your business to level up whatever that means for our listeners, that requires energy, right? I'm a big proponent of self-care. So how do you sustain self-care in your business? I know earlier you mentioned your meditation practice, right? That seems to be at the core. What else do you do? I do timeouts. I do digital detoxes, right? Where I just shut everything down for, I try to do this at least twice a year, once in the summer and once at the end of the year around Christmas time, when everyone's busy with themselves and their Christmas and their families. Like this year, I just went offline for three weeks. Like shut everything down, turn off all notifications. I'm unplugged. No phone, no phone, no computer, digi detox, just restoring, restoring through nature, walking on the beach, looking up at the sky, reading a book, internal game, dancing, swimming in the pool, whatever, just not being busy with the role of I'm a coach, I'm a business, this, I'm the, the. and it's amazing how much power you get from this 
stop. I call it the the pause. You just hit the pause button, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you have space to to think and to feel and to breathe. Hit the pause button. Now we have covered so much on this conversation. I just I want to summarize a few things that we've talked about today. I love how you kicked off our conversation when you described your own journey and you said that you felt like you were playing the biggest game you knew at the time. And then as you expanded, whether something happened to you or you met somebody like your coach, Lisa, and they inspired you, it's like, wow, now I see there's a bigger game. And then you evolved into that. And I love that it's that natural evolution. And you talked about being willing to be in radical action outside of your comfort zone. And we spent some time discussing, instead of having an impatience about your journey, to really drop into enjoying the experience, the pleasure, the peace, the expansion of every step you're taking. You talked about the importance of mastering the actual craft of coaching and then also building a business and how you have to love both of those things. I love the quote that you gave us, clarity is prosperity. When we're in that state of overwhelm and in that survival state, it's because there's confusion. And so the next step, whatever it is that you're involved in, whatever it is that's happening for you, get clarity on the what. And you gave us some good, incredible strategies about bucketing your schedule and getting structured in how you operate. And then we talked about one of my favorite topics of all time, which is self-care and how do we take care of ourselves because you're right no matter how much we love the work that we're doing and it feel it doesn't even feel like work but we have to make sure our body and our being can keep up with this and you gave us some great self-care tips whether it's meditation or your timeouts or digital detoxes or whatever that is for you just so that you can hit that pause button to allow all of you to be on the journey Mahima do you have any parting words for our listeners on this topic I would say, follow the bliss, follow the joy, your gift, because I do believe that it is a calling to be a coach, like a, like it's not from the head. It's not coming from the head. It's coming from your soul. It's coming from a deeper place. At least that's what I have experienced. And so really operate with that intention to live your full potential by developing yourself listening to your calling, and just stay in the feeling of abundance as you create. Love it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. And also a big thank you to Mahima for this incredible conversation about playing a bigger game. You can find out more about her at themahimamindset.com. That's the Mahima, M-A-H-I-M-A, mindset.com. And make sure to click the resource link in the show notes. Mahima is sharing a beautiful free 21-day meditation challenge that also includes her best-selling book. Mahima, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you, Melinda, for doing this. I'm just so honored I could have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mayor CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as to lead as human and course lab. Cynthia Lamb produced this episode. I wrote this episode with Mishi Lance. She assembled the episode. Danny Eni is our executive producer and post-production was by Post Office Sound. If you want to listen to upcoming great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. 
And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? In each episode of Once Upon a Business, Lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs, coaches, and course creators. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud. We can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.